Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Whether your children are young and you have, you're one of those moms with like three under three or, you know, three kids, four and under, you've got the toddlers and the preschoolers and the baby and all that that entails and the relationships between those little ones and the screaming that can be going on and the taking of the toys and the pouring out of snacks that weren't supposed to be poured on or the you know, tearing of a sticker that belongs to someone else. And that is what is going on in the sibling relationships in your home. Or maybe it's a different level of depth. Maybe you have adolescents in your home and there are some really deep wounds that have taken place in the relationships between the children in your home. And you are just at a loss to know where do I even begin to heal some of the hurt that has taken place. And maybe you're even in a place of guilt of just thinking, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I missed it. Where have I not done better? Where have I not, where have I missed the mark in this? This isn't what I wanted it to look like. I am so glad that you have turned this on today and that you are with us because I know that you are going to leave this conversation of this 30 minutes that we have together, just this little bit of time, so encouraged and hopeful at the future that God has for your family to be a place of peace and a place of life and um, the relationships that can really be formed and healed between your children, whether they're little sticky toddlers or differently sticky adolescents, right? Um, So I have a wonderful guest with me today. I'm excited to introduce you to this friend. Her name is Janae Miller, and she has three children who are 22, 21, and 14 years old. So I want us to like captivate that for just a minute, that she has been there with kids who are close in age. They weren't always 22 and 21. There was a time that they were three and two, and there was a time they were 10 and nine, right? Um, And then also adding that third one, who's now 14 to the mix, that she is still in the trenches of adolescent ages and the challenges that that can even be with young adult children and what do sibling relationships look like there. Um, And in the midst of all of her motherhood joys, she's been married for 25 years. And I first heard Janae speak at our homeschool ministry at our church that she was there as one of the speakers one evening um, to encourage the moms in that space. And she speaks beautifully to homeschooling, but really to motherhood and marriage overall. And I'm so glad to be able to bring her here to you. Um, If you do want to follow her more, you can find her on Instagram and I'll link that below. It's adore.abide.arise. Janae, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be able to talk with you. This is going to be great. I think that it's a topic that really is a challenging one because I think it can come with so much condemnation that I, we all want our children to be friends. You know, we all want them to be the ones who are holding hands, walking in the forest on a nature day. (laughs) Those are, those are the moments we want to like cling to and hold to. But the reality is 
I think back in scripture, you know, and the very first siblings, you look at Cain and Abel, you know, it started really rough. Mm -hmm. So we are not alone. We are not like in this boat of struggling through this by ourselves. So um, just starting off knowing if you are in a place of condemnation or guilt or shame, let's just get past that and let's get to a place of understanding what is sibling rivalry why is it important we prioritize these relationships and how do we practically go about this challenge in our lives? Right. right. I love I love that you started that way because I think there is a lot of hesitation to talk about this amongst mm-hmm. friends. Maybe we might vent to things going on, but there's not usually a lot of solution to it, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. just kind of accept that sibling rivalry is a thing like you know, like a mom is a thing and a dad is a thing. Like, it's just a thing. Um, But I think it's super important to actually like talk about this. And I think that sibling rivalry is really a man-made term. And -hmm. if we really go to the root of it, which, you know, as Christian moms, this is what we really want to do in our discipling and our training of our kids is we really need to, um, we're just in the habit of kind of putting a Band-Aid on top or labeling things without really looking beneath that surface of what the Mm -hmm. root of it really is. And so um, in my opinion, I feel like it's a very man-made term, (laughs) but the reality of what it is has been around, like you said, since the very first sibling Mm -hmm. set of Cain and Abel. So if we really dissect it and look at it, it's just an excusable term that we allow for certain behaviors between certain individuals that have a certain Mm. type of a relationship. Um, So if you really look at it, it's mostly a behavior issue that we're talking about. And so usually you're seeing it um, played out in arguments between the siblings, fighting over, you know, which things belong to whom or how long somebody gets to have something or comparing what one person got and the other person didn't get and they don't think that's fair. You know, there's competition, there's the parent's part that we'll get into too, that I think plays a part in it. But on the whole, I believe that's really what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, it's really called the sin nature. Mm. I like that you mentioned that the term almost makes it excusable because we do that in our culture all over the place. I mean, we do it, it and it's so common that we don't even realize that it happens, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, well, and not that there aren't reasons for the things, but we've come up with these terms that then make it excusable. Well, I'm PMSy, So, well, you know, this has been actually going on since the beginning of time. So (laughs) let's go back to, let's go back to actually how God created things and designed things and start at that point. So I really like that you consider that. Yeah. I think it's important to, um, to go to scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible tells us in Romans that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory Mm -hmm. of God. So we are all born sinners as cute as that baby is (laughs) when we first get Mm -hmm. to hold them. Or, you know, my youngest was five. He was the cutest thing when we brought him home and uh, because we adopted him from Haiti and he was adorable. And he said the funniest things, but the reality is, is we're all sinners no matter Mm -hmm. how cute they are, no matter how helpful they can be, no matter how much they want to help the newborn sibling or whatever, when it really comes down to it, we are born with a selfish, sinful nature. And so I think we have to remember that, you know, we have Cain and Abel, the very first two siblings set, you know, of the whole entire human race. And, you know, I always think with Adam and Eve, they, they said, I remember in my 
oldest used to cry when she got sick because she hated throwing up so much. And she'd say, why Eve? Why? You know, and it's like, (laughs) if it wasn't Eve, it would have been, you know, if we were the first ones, it would have been us, right? Right? And so so we we fault Cain a lot, but really I think it just shows that this is the true fallen state of humans. Yes. Um, And so we can't excuse that. Instead of excusing it or labeling it, like you said, with a PMS thing, we need to identify what it truly is and then see and go to what God's word says about it, right? Mm -hmm. So you would say that the whole, oh, well, boys will be boys, you know? between the boys that are fighting or in the middle of something or, sure. well, they're just so close in age. So, you know, that's how kids are. And, mm-hmm. uh, or even the, well, you've never had them this close. So you don't know. Um, you would go back to saying, I think from what I'm hearing from you that no, that these are all excuses that we're putting on sin. Exactly. Yeah. So boys will be boys. I would answer that with no sinners will be sinners. You know, it's the same <laughs> thing we hear with, you uh-huh. know, if you want to say the terrible twos, you know, well, they're just acting like a two-year-old. Well, no, they're just acting like an unsaved person right now who needs mm-hmm. some discipline and training in, in, um, in their behavior, you know, and you got to start somewhere. We have to remember that our children are little, right? Mm-hmm. And so they all have to start somewhere, but it's our job as their moms and as their dads to walk them through this and train them and disciple mm-hmm. them in what really is truth and what is of our flesh and sin. And, and that so. even is a very different perspective because that's saying that when there is sibling rivalry, when there is this sinful behavior between our children, this is an opportunity for training that we have a front row seat to, that God's giving us this chance to be able to help train this area of sin, regardless of what the heart issue is behind it, because mm-hmm. it will be different depending on, you know, what whatever the fighting is about or the quarreling is about. Mm-hmm. But the when we can get to the heart issue, we are giving an opportunity to train them in the safest place possible. Absolutely. And home is the training ground and the opportunity to grow in godliness for all of us. You know, you and I have talked before about motherhood is a sanctification process for ourselves Mm -hmm. as well. So everybody gets to learn in this process. And, um, you know, I would tell my kids, okay, I've never been a mom of a eight-year-old or 11-year-old or pick an age or whatever, right? For my oldest, it's the first time I've walked through it too. So I'm learning, I'm growing. I have to be, um, in humility and um, ask for forgiveness and things like that as well, which mm-hmm. we can touch on in a little bit, but, um, but it's, it's for everybody and it, and it should be a safe place. And I think mm-hmm. the other thing that we forget because we just assume and place these sibling sets together as this, you know, if you want to say you, a like label a team kind of, right. Yeah. That, um, but if we just think about the sheer statistics of it, we're together most often with the people in our home. So the sheer chances of these sinful behaviors um, coming out is going to be greater within our home because we're together the most often, right? The kids you see at the playground isn't as much as you're going to be the kid in the playroom next door, you know? Right. <laughs> so your opportunity for it, and if we ignore the training opportunity in it, then we're just allowing something to grow that we would never allow to grow out at the Mm -hmm. playground or in church or, you know, at the store with a stranger. So it really needs to be thought of correctly, I think, Mm -hmm. and biblically what the, what the, what the word of God says about it. 
So it really is biblical thinking that this starts with. This starts with a biblical perspective on it, I think, is what I'm hearing from you, Mm -hmm. that we're viewing these sinful behaviors of this conflict as sin. So these are heart issues that then are displaying themselves in various ways. Um, and then we need to address them as such instead of just, you know, sweeping them under the rug or, or being too busy, you know, right. when life is full and it's like, well, we've got to yes. get to the next thing, you know, yeah. well, maybe, but maybe this other thing needs to be dealt with or, or especially if they're older, we're going to come back to this. We're going to mm-hmm. come revisit this tonight. Right now we are leaving to go to whatever we're going to, but this is not done because our relationships matter more than any of these other things. So we will be revisiting this as a family later and right. the, and then, and then actually do it. You know, maybe you need to set a timer in your phone so it doesn't, <laughs> so it's not forgotten because they certainly won't remind you of it. Right. <laughs> won't be tough on their list. <laughs> no, no. So let's, let's talk about the relationships of it because relationships, I think about our relationship with God is of like the highest priority and then our relationship with man is of utmost highest priority, you know, love God and love others. Right. So when we're training them in their friendships with their siblings, we're ultimately giving them relationship training to prepare them for adulthood. Exactly. Exactly. Because I was thinking through this and I was thinking, you know, when you have children, um, that are excused in this behavior at home and they think it's okay and it's safe uh, to act this way and treat each other this way. What's to say then that we're not damaging and hurting and and really doing a disservice to our children into their adulthood Mm -hmm. when they have a spouse? So maybe they treat the neighbor nice. Maybe they treat the guy at the store nice, but then are they going to treat their spouse that way? Are they going to talk nasty and short Mm -hmm. and not be forgiving and helpful and all the things that we desire for them to be into their adulthood. So again, it goes back to, this is a training ground, not, I mean, there's so many aspects to it because it's God's design. It's a sibling. It's what God's word says, but it will also have to think long-term into it. So let's say what does, you said, you know what God's word says, what mm-hmm. do you, what do, what do you see in God's word about these relationships and the parental training and all of that? Right. Well, it's so funny. The you know I have the verse of the day on my phone, and today it was you know what most people know is the golden rule in Matthew seven: mm-hmm. um, do unto others what you would have them do to you. Right. This sums up the law and the prophets. So I just thought that that was funny because that was the first verse that came to my mind, and that was my verse today on my phone. <laughs> yes. Right. And um, you know, with parents excusing this behavior, all we have to do is look. At God's word. So we've got the golden rule. And then you've got all the one another verses, you know, of, mm-hmm. of how we are to interact with each other. So just really quick, I'll just run through some basics, but be devoted to one another, live in harmony with one another, stop passing judgment on one another, accept one another, encourage one another, serve one mm-hmm. another, bear with one another in love, be completely humble, gentle, patient, kind, compassionate, um, submit to one another, bear with one another, forgive another, um, admonish, build each other up, spur each other on towards loving good deeds. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no clause ever that I found in my reading. If or when, yes. <laughs> 
for a sibling set. You know, there's no clause that says, you know, siblings get a free pass on this. Mm-hmm. You know, Except it is- if you're a tired brother. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that uh, scripture has made it extremely clear mm-hmm. how we should be training our children in this. And it's not going to come natural. Again, you go back to Cain and Abel. It's not going to come natural. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's what else we have to know is that is okay. But being busy, I think you touched on this. And I think this is so key in our society right now. We are a fast fast-paced, busy, busy culture. I mean, even since my kids were little to what it is now with social media and access to everybody at all times. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I was thinking about, you know, when I was learning how to, you know, asking friends, how do you potty train? You know, because I never potty trained anybody before. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? And I remember the biggest advice I got was you need to stay home. You need to stay home. You need to clear your schedule and you need to be home. It's the easiest way. If you could just dedicate that short period of time to being home, your child will be potty trained so much quicker than if you're on the go. And I think that that can be said of a lot of issues that we want to work through with our children, any um, areas that we want to really pour into them, is we sometimes need to say no to some things. I think we're just so busy. sometimes to a lot. That if this is something that really, really, if this is something that you're like, okay, help me, ladies, sibling rivalry, where do I start? It's a disaster in our home. Or maybe you're like listening to this with earbuds in because you'd be so embarrassed for anyone to know that like (laughs) this is it or you don't want your kids to know that like you get it and you're coming at them like you're ready for this. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's you. I did a recording that may or may not have aired yet once this one, when we air this one, but I did it with, um, Rachel Zwayne. And one of the things we talked about in our episode about choosing simplicity, she said something about that. We need to be cutting out as much as is not essential or necessary, Mm -hmm. then build on that. Mm -hmm. And sibling relationships are essential and they are necessary. And so if they are not at peace in your home, then looking at the list of things you're doing and saying, what are we actually going to cut so that I can prioritize this essential area right now? And then once this is under control again, we can build more. Mm -hmm. But if it's not under control, if you can't say that your home is a home of peace, and I mean, of course there will always be opportunities. So don't get me wrong. It's not that like, well, her children just never have any squabbles or fights or anything. So no, that's not it. But if our life is so full that we don't have space to be addressing them and training in those moments, then we've got to cut out some of the things to make space for that because that is essential. Absolutely. It is. And I love what Rachel said and um, something else that I heard that I've really taken to heart across the board in my life is, um, I think it's Barbara Hunt said, eliminate and concentrate. And mm. I thought that is really good too. You're going to eliminate all that's, and I, I don't know why, but I picture it and maybe it was described to me this way, but I always picture like my plate is full, right? We say that like my plate is just so full. Yeah. So you just take that before the Lord and you empty that plate completely. You mm-hmm. wipe that that puppy clean and you set it before the Lord in prayer and you seek him, Lord, everything is like a clean slate here. 
what do you want me to put back on my plate? What is that priority like you were talking about? What is the highest priority? And as you eliminate things and you're only putting on there what the Lord has for that season, it could change and swap out or Mm -hmm. add, like you said, but that's what you're going to be concentrating on. And so I think that that's just a beautiful um, principle to keep across the board in motherhood. And that's going to lead to sanctification in you. Because there's a selflessness in that, that it might mean that you have to give up some of the things that you like, or that you give up some of the things that maybe are not going to seem pleasant at the time for you to give up or for your children to give up or change. But when we act in obedience, the Lord will, the Lord will reward that. And he's going to be faithful to meet us in our obedience. Yes. Yes. Always. Always. So what would you say if we don't just to like really bring this home before we talk about some practical ways to really put this into daily life. Mm -hmm. If we don't prioritize our siblings relationships, our children's relationships, what dangers do you think that's setting up for them? Yeah. Well, I think that that that's a big question because I think there's a lot of different ways it could go. Um, I think the most important thing is to remember that the family unit is God's design. And Mm -hmm. I think it's super important to communicate to your children too, that this is his heart and that he is, um, I've been hearing a lot lately, like maybe, you know, God, if he's, if he's always good, then can he maybe not be all powerful? Because why did then bad things happen? But if he's all powerful, then can he be all good? And we know as Bible believing Christians that he is always, always good and always powerful. So if we believe this truth about God, then we can absolutely have 100% confidence that each child was placed in the family at the spacing they were supposed mm-hmm. to be placed in the yes. birth order they were supposed to be placed in. Um, I'm not a huge person who follows birth order things because I just think, again, it really just goes down to our sin nature and we can excuse things by labeling things. Yes. <laughs> so I think we have to be very careful with that. But if you communicate to your child that God is so good and he knew that this was the perfect place for you to be. He knew that maybe this one challenging sibling right now was you were designed perfectly to be that person's, you know, older brother, sister, whatever their their places in that birth order. Um I think it's important to just always go back to God's design and that he knew what he was doing and it's always for his glory and for our good. And Mm -hmm. I think if we start communicating that with our children, um, when they're little, it's going to be a little bit harder. You're focusing more on the behavior. Um, but as they get older, I think it's really important to do that. And if we don't prioritize these relationships, um, Okay, so not only are we getting out of God's design for it and not giving glory to that, but also, as you mentioned before, like home should be a safe place. Mm-hmm. Our home should be of safety and you should be able to share and cry and laugh and know that you and are fail. loved and fail. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I always feel like, you know, I heard when my kids were little that them obeying you and trusting you and being dependent on you is their first glimpse into seeing what their relationship eventually will be like with the Lord if they so choose Mm -hmm. to give their life to the Lord. And I was thinking about this sibling relationship and just the family unit, how really this is their first glimpse of what it's like to be in a family of God, because Mm. we need to be um, kind. We need to do all those one another verses, right? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we do those one another verses, but we need to be quick to forgive we need to be sensitive and um, 
and have a soft answer that turns away wrath. You know, all these things that we can implement with our children. And so, um, you know, and then of course we talked about it going into their adulthood as well. So um, Mm -hmm. I think there's there's a lot of important things about prioritizing this, but mainly because God's God's word said Mm so. (laughs) There is still so much more to say about practical ways to respond to the challenges that come along with sibling rivalry. And Janae and I have a lot of specifics to discuss with you. I know I just gave a few little practical insights into what it might look like in my home, but I'm really excited to get to share next week with you part two of this conversation as we really give some very practical tools. And Janae has some really excellent tools that she's going to share with you in that conversation. So in the meantime, I would encourage you to really spend some time this week in scripture with some of those one another verses and maybe pick one a day to share with your children and to talk through with them. Maybe during your morning time, you each get to share which one another verse stands out the most to you and why. Maybe you get out a few of them, or maybe you read through it and then you act out together. What do you think this would look like if we were actually treating each other this way? Or if let's make a, let's make a little um, show. And let's pretend like we're different characters and we have to show what it means like to be obeying this verse, to be obedient. Or maybe you do the opposite. You do one where you're really not following the verse and one where you so clearly are following the one another verse. Um, But really think of some ways you can try to actually put it into practice this week in your home. And then next week, we will share some real specific tools that you can put into practice. So uh, be watching on Um, my Instagram, because Janae and I talked about doing a giveaway and it may be coming this week. It may be coming next week, but be following there. And again, I will put her Instagram in the show notes for you so you can follow her there. And uh, I am praying for you this week as you hopefully are ready to eliminate and concentrate, like she said with that quote, and put some new things into practice in your home so that those relationships can serve your children in the ways that God would want in your home. I hope you have a wonderful week this week and that this is an encouragement to you. If it is an encouragement to you and you have not yet left a review for the podcast, please go do that. Go to wherever the platform is you listen, give it five stars, leave a little review of why it's an encouragement to you and share it with some friends, share it with a mom group, share it with a sister, a neighbor, someone pass it along so that we can be an encouragement to them as well. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations and check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.